The world of dog sports has lots of options to keep your dog's four paws busy. Let's dive deeper in four paws sports. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Nieder and Mary Drexler. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the four paws sports podcast here. Uh, as always, I'm Jeff Nieder and with me again is Mary Drexler. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a spell again since uh, you know we've done this, but uh, back uh, back in the saddle here, and uh, I'm kind of sad because now the daylight is gone before I'm off work almost now. So it's uh, training time is coming down to a minimal, unfortunately now. Yeah, that whole trying to get stuff done in the evening when you can see is a bit of a problem <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I've been adjusting right. what I've been doing when to try to get stuff in. But. Right. Now it's coming down to uh, picking and choosing what do you train and how much time do you spend on that stuff. So now it's uh, now it's specifying that. And I don't get to do that nice big broad, oh, I'll just do five minutes here, five minutes there. No, I have five minutes to do everything for three dogs. It's, that's fine. Fine. Yeah. Well, you know, but pretty soon it'll be cool enough that you can like hop outside on your lunch break and do some stuff because, you know, fall. I do that today. Fall. But then it's going to rain, and then it's going to be fall, and then it's going to be winter, and then I'm going to be sad. Well, you know, there is that. See, That's why you should do obedience, too, because then when I can't train agility, I can at least turn on the lights in my driveway or pull the cars out of the sure. garage or something. You know? <laughs> because I have so much time to do that? I mean... <laughs> well, you know, time and money is just... That's just Minor details, right? Just minor. Details. Oh, we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about money. Oh, I was just talking about time. Oh, crap! Now with money, now now it's an absolute zero percent chance. <laughs> I feel that right to my core. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Lord, Lord! Why do they cost so much? because, uh, because I don't know. To give us something to whine about <laughs> our podcast. That's what well, it is. That or I could, you know, I could pick a more expensive hobby. I guess maybe like cocaine crack you know something like that might be less expensive horses are expensive horses are more oh yeah that's definitely a much more expensive drug mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is really <laughs> been there done that got the t-shirt spent the money oh yeah yeah you got the receipts that's for sure okay. i know i can't afford the receipt i can't afford the paper that the receipts are on there's a reason that i don't do horses anymore <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, um, I guess I guess uh, let's see. Last time we were here, we were we were talking about ISC. We're talking about the league nationals, and so I guess well, we'll pick up from the league nationals because uh, we did spend two days out at Perina, and uh, I tell you, I had a blast. They did actually have it go on for three days, actually. So they did. Uh, Saturday, and then uh, they had it through Sunday and Monday, so it was actually kind of fun. Uh, definitely, it was a you could definitely tell it was a first time event. Uh, while I did enjoy it, there was a lot of things that really could have been changed. Uh, mostly just more of the timing wise, we had a lot of downtime. Yeah. Uh, some of that could have been probably obliterated by not having the lunch, uh, the hour and a half lunch that we did have a break for there. Cause we sat around for quite a bit there, but uh, it was, uh, I did enjoy the courses. Uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley Deacon had some very, very nice uh, PhD level or ISC courses. Very nicely run. It was great to see a lot of people go out there and try. 
Um, the one thing I really wish there was more of is more people were going out there, dude, because it's really hard to really hard to be competing at your best when you just only have a couple people that you're competing against with. And it's just, it's nice to have a wider range of people that you're competing with there. Uh, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. What do you think? Well, that would make sense. And hopefully, you know, if this continues to grow that in the future, you'll have more people that either have started in the agility league and, you know, progress to harder courses as they come through, or maybe they came and they saw ISC and went, Ooh, that's really cool. I'm going to try it. And with the increasing availability, you know, maybe they're, they'll be willing to give it a go at least in their backyard, you know, and, and hopefully then the next in the future, you'll have bigger, bigger classes. And that, that is nicer for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure on that one. Um, I mean, good news, you know, Kyber won uh, 24C for uh, the ISC portion of the PhD, so go for Kyber. So that was uh, his first big podium he's gotten so far. So that was definitely a good one. Uh, We had, we did have one overall clean run, um, and our team did make finals, but unfortunately our team overall had a few too many errors, and unfortunately we didn't get to uh, sit on the podium for that one. But at the end of the day, it was uh, it was definitely fun, though. I, I enjoyed my time there. I'm just glad that uh, it was in my backyard, and I didn't have to drive necessarily too far at that point. Right, right. Well, and I noticed, like, watching but, a lot of my friends on Facebook seemed to really enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, being able to do – I mean, we don't really have much stuff that we do with the dogs in AKC that's really a team – you know, it's just you and your dog usually. I mean, it's that team, but it's not a bigger right. team. And so how fun to have a national competition where you get to have teammates and all yeah. go and do it together. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's especially it's very interesting. I'd like to see AKC actually adopt that from more of a from more of the national perspective, because, you know, USDA already has their team for just the normal uh, weekend trials and they have it for signal sports as well. And even UKI has adopted that for their nationals. I'd love to see AKC take that on and add that on as part of uh, part of nationals and make that a complete, you know, take the, take the points from the regular, the standard, the jumpers and the hybrid and take those scores and have a separate finals run and have it be a team relay at that point. I think that would be a, that'd be fun to see um, at AKC nationals. That can be really exciting. Yeah. I mean, of course the only thing you have there is then you have an event that's already big and long and make it longer, but (laughs) Hey, UKI is stretching theirs out to let's see here, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's already five days for UKI. So, you know, it's fine. AKC could do it. They they stretch it to four, uh, well, three and a half days. So, you know, we could make it four. I don't see a problem with that. Time off is unlimited. It's fine. fine. (laughs) Right. Right. It's fine. We just take one more day off work. It's it's fine. Work doesn't, work doesn't mind to take an extra vacation day. They love it. They're really happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah good times good times yeah uh see judging not much more for me i've got i just finished up my last assignment for god for five six weeks now uh did finish mine oh. up in uh out in connecticut uh did uh two days of straight isc i judged uh uh, Jan, I'm never going to pronounce his last name because I will butcher it. So it's just Jan. Those who do ISC and are come out the trials, you, you know who it is. And then, <laughs> of course, there's Rita. So I judged both of their courses. So, uh, and then, of course, I had my opportunity to design uh, level one for agility, level one for jumpers. And 
there's a lot of people truly enjoyed it and they appreciated my uh, my design aspects there so i really enjoyed getting the chance to actually do that so hopefully uh, coming in the middle of this month, I'll be getting a little bit more experience uh, designing ISC because I am taking part of the one that um, the Facebook group that Jan, uh, Petter, and uh, Neil actually all puts together and uh, go through their six-week course here. So I'm excited about getting feedback on designing and making my designs even better. So hopefully that'll translate in just my regular AKC trials as well. So, yeah, that'll be exciting, but I don't have anything until uh, Thanksgiving. I'm very shocked. I'm not sure what to do with the month of October because I have literally no dog events. I don't know what this looks like. My checkbook's happy, but I don't know know what to do for myself. Right. I guess that means you get to take your girlfriend out more or something like that. That would make your checkbook unhappy. Make her happy. I was going to say, we were just talking about the checkbook being happy, and now you bring that up. (laughs) You know... That's right. We're going to go Six Flags this weekend. So it's Fright Fest weekend, and I've already got season passes. So I've already spent the money for it. So we're going to go ahead and just do that. Here you go. See, being smart, (laughs) having fun with the girlfriend, keeping the checkbook happy. That's 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 checkbook. Checkbook's got to go for the dogs. You know how that goes. Exactly. In September, because yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's like you had a hell of a week. Yeah. Month of September, really. I feel like every year in the month of September makes me question all my choices in life. So, um, because we start off with Labor Day weekend, which is the Amana Colonies trial, which is in my backyard practically. It's a half an hour away. So, you can't not go. So, I went and I showed obedience with Sonnet, and I showed they had three days of obedience and a day of rally, and then there's four days of confirmation. And so I showed um, Sonnet did obedience for three days. And then a training dog of mine, Dami, did obedience for three days. And then um, Pepper did rally and Dami did rally on Monday. And then I also showed, who did I show? I showed Raz and confirmation for Samoyeds. But I also showed a Border Collie and a Malamute. And put a couple majors on the Border Collie, finished her championship, put a major on the Malamute. So that was cool. So, yeah, I mean, I was covering some ground, getting some stuff done. And then the next weekend, I went to Des Moines, where we have the Samoy Club of Iowa has two specialties um, on Friday. And so that's always a big day. And at least I had the brains on that day to only enter um, one dog. Only Dami was in rally that day. So that was a rare moment of clarity to me to not try to have five dogs in a specialty and also show everybody an obedience and rally. Um, so I do have my limits apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you reach your limits finally. For once in my life, I bought uh, <laughs> them ahead of time. Um, so I had, especially I had Hex and Raz and Sonnet and um, Dami and Jinkies. Um, Pepper did not enter the, especially because she's still a little post puppy naked and didn't really want to spend entry fees just for her to be point fodder. She's too nice for that. Um, but then I also on Saturday and Sunday, Sonnet did obedience. Um, and then on Dami was entered in not in novice obedience, but she had finished her CD the weekend before. And that very, anyone who's ever shown in the varied industries building in Des Moines, that is a big distracting show and Dami is kind of young and oh look squirrel about life so <laughs> I, did, I talked to her over 
we had entered as kind of a fail safe to make sure she got her CD. But I said, you know, she's already got this. So maybe we should not worry about it. She's like, no, that's good. So Nami got three rally advanced legs, finished her rally advanced title. Sonnet couldn't pass utility to save her life, but she had gorgeous open runs. We got a 197 and a half and a 198 and a half. Um, Pepper got two more triple Qs. One day she looked like I picked up a feral cat out of the parking lot. <laughs> and one day she actually looked like she'd been trained and got all the big ribbons. And that was good. And Sonnet got her first major. Also, she went winners one of the days. Um, you know, it was just, it was fun. We had a good, Raz went best of breed one of the days. That was cool. Um, a girl that I mentor got a, a specialty win. That was cool. So like, but I showed 34 times over the course of three days. So, you know. Ouch. Yeah. That, that's a lot. That is way too much. And I thought my 30,000 steps a day for two days was a lot. Yeah. I think you oh, probably yeah. beat me on that. That's really too bad. I know because sometimes I'd be really curious to see what. I, um, yeah, get yourself what? a Fitbit. You should. You should check that out. I should. I probably. I like I said. I used to have one, and I finally went. Well, this is dumb because I'd be at. You know, I I had so many steps in every day that it was like, well, this is ridiculous. All I, all I'm going to do is like make the thing explode. So maybe I should just not bother. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh god, the specialties. Those are just so much work. And I remember when I went to the Border Collie specialties that they were it was a lot of running around because the first one I ever did with Nitro, it was hurting for two days, it was uh, agility for three days, and it was every single run, including the after AKC specialty agility. And mm -hmm. oh, I can't imagine doing that with more than one dog. So uh, kudos to you for being able to hang out with that for 34 runs for three dogs. <laughs> being all crazy, being all crazy does that. That right. helps. And then the next weekend, I went to Rochester, Minnesota, where Sonnet finally pulled her poop in a group and got her UDX. Um, so that was nice. Picked up some Roch points. I mean, we, oh, you want to talk about, I saw the numbers and I was all excited. And then I saw who all was at the show and went, well, this is cute. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like you know, showing again, so showing again, some of the best dogs in the country is great. And Sonnet made some interesting choices sometimes, but she did at least. She was pretty right. She did get her UDX, so that was nice. That's my third UDX, Sammy. So that's pretty cool. Um, right, right. And then I, uh, my got to see my friend get her first best of breed with her boy. So that was exciting because um, I showed. Awesome. I had it. I had Jinkies in confirmation, and then uh, Pepper was entered in rally, and naturally um, came into season about two hours before she was supposed to do her first rally run on Saturday. <laughs> sure, not only could I not run rally, but I also couldn't get my money back for not running rally because of the that rally. <laughs> yeah. I that. Um, and you can't really pass it with a white dog. It, it's a little no. hard. No, there's just no. I mean, I knew that it's had to be coming, but she'd been waiting and watching everybody else come in and not coming in. And I was like, when is this going to happen? And sure as anything, I pulled her out <laughs> to fire middle of the day and I'm like, oh, darn it. So yeah, because like, if she'd done it the day before, I could have gotten a vet note and I could have gotten my money back. And when you are working on your rock, you know, it's three runs a day. So it's, it's about 140 to 150 bucks in most shows. Right. For the right. 
So it adds up quickly. It does. It does, in fact, add up quickly. And so you really don't want to not get your money back and not get to show, especially when you're sitting there available to show. Right. But right, right. That's just life. But uh, Dami did get two rally excellent legs, so that was great. Um, which was her last time doing performance with me before she goes back home, so that's cool. Right. And then, and then, because September was already calm, I packed up <laughs> Friday night um, after bathing dogs all day and loading. I mean, you want to know how much crap you can pack into Toyota Sienna, man. I tell you what, I am your girl. I can tell you. Um, <laughs> and we drove to Virginia. Um, we started Friday night, drove for a while, stopped and slept, finished the drive Saturday. Um, stopped off at some friends in Northern Virginia that um, met through Agility because our kids were on Junior Worlds together and uh, kept in touch because they're like family. Got to spend the you know visit them and stay up until about noon or so the next day, and then drove down to Virginia Beach. At which point you may be thinking, "Oh, how nice! You get to go to the beach." <laughs> <laughs> To which no, I say, no. aren't you funny? <laughs> it was so my friend Renee, who I know listens to the podcast and has been really awesome about like being an involved listener and asking questions and stuff. She is actually currently in Virginia at their national and it was at the same place ours was in Founders in Virginia Beach. And she actually asked me, she's like, so what cool things are there to do in Virginia Beach? And I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> there's a beach and there's sand and there's an ocean. Yes. And I only got to see it. I literally, and I even said, I'm going to go and see the beach. Well, it rained all week. That was the first thing. And then I had no time anyway. And so like, <laughs> I literally drove out of the Airbnb on Sunday when I Sunday morning when I left and I pulled up to the beach and just got out of the car and went like oh look there it is because I was like darn it I went all the way to Virginia Beach I am going to at least see the beach so I saw the right, beach right. <laughs> I saw it but I um I did so our national our national the Sammies have one of the bigger national specialties okay like. Not golden big, but it's it's good sized. And during the week, we have a novice weight pull, a sanctioned weight pull. We have an agility trial. We have an obedience and rally trial. Um, we have a pack hike. Um, we have confirmation. We have futurity, puppy sweeps, veteran sweeps, working sweeps. And then, of course, you have your regular dog classes, bitch classes, best of breed, plus also veterans classes that are available in a specialty that go into best of breed. So... And then we have an auction banquet. We have an awards banquet. Um, this year they had line-out training for people wanting to get into sledding, carting, that kind of thing. We had, there's an art show. There's, I mean, there's junior showmanship. And there's peewees and tiny tots, which is a small child with a stuffed dog and a string bouncing around the ring. And it's just cuter than sneeze. You just can't even, it's adorable. <laughs> Um, there's the annual meeting that we have membership meeting. There's the annual board meeting. Like it's a busy week. Yeah. And I had brought five dogs with me that were entered in many various things. And, and of course, part of having white hairy dogs is you also have to bathe them and dry them when you're going to do that stuff with them. And so it ends up being a really 
really long (laughs) 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 and plus like i'm on i'm on the board of governors i'm on the rom committee i'm on you know i just (laughs) so you end up having a lot and then it's like your family reunion of sorts right so you are talking to people meeting people i had to show for other people i had the dogs that i was showing that were either mine or not mine that had come with me you know it it's it's a lot i'm just gonna say it's a lot and then you had to drive back home and then i had to drive back home but i was tired and i taught a lesson on the way home so. <laughs> i will tell you yeah. i have to i have to tell you the coolest thing about my week because this is neat um and i had i mean well two the two coolest things it's kind of hard they're cool but for different ways okay so the one was um we have a working sweepstakes and dogs we have divided into novice, intermediate and advanced titling on dogs images. So there's six different classes and then they all go in and you do a best of working sweeps and a best of opposite and working sweeps. And so in the novice dogs, which is the first working sweepstakes class was one of the puppies that I bred my little green puppy, Papa, who lives yeah. with my good friend, Kathy step, who owns their dad. Um, in North Liberty, which is not far from me. And, um, and she showed him, um, which was cool because I was supposed to show a different dog and novice working sweeps, but then he decided that he was, he needed his mommy and could not go in the ring with me. <laughs> so actually, but that was cool. Cause then I was standing outside the ring watching and novice dog, like the novice classes are of course the biggest cause you don't need as high of a title to go with them. And Great. so the judge had, um, divided the class in half and taking cuts and he made the cut and I was like oh my baby made a cut you know and I was really excited about that because he's just a kid and and this and also this judge actually bred and owned my maestro my first well-bred Sammy sire so her, I respect her opinion a lot I've known her a long time and it's cool to have her in there judging my puppy well darned if she didn't put my little baby up for the first dog in her class my puppy won six class and I was like, Oh, and that was just, that was just pretty good. So that was highlight. Number one, top highlight, top highlight. Number two is, um, Friday. So because our national is so big, we have different judges for everything. So we have a futurity judge that is nominated by the people who actually submit dogs for futurity. And then we have puppy sweeps, Puppy sweepstakes and veteran sweepstakes are the same person. And it's usually a breeder or a long time Sammy person. This year it was Ken Gernacki who has done, he's done futurity before, I believe. And he's, you know, been in the breed, had some really nice dogs a long time. And then I say Lori McAllister was our working sweepstakes judge. And then we had Larry Mackay from Minnesota was the dogs judge. So he judged dogs all day. And then a uh, best of breed judge was Judy Mears. Who's a long time breeder and judge. But our bitches judge was Pat Trotter. I have never shown to Pat Trotter before, but Pat Trotter is one of the goddesses of dog show judging. She is like 90 something years old. Uh, started with elk hounds, but she's all breed judge. She's judge best of breed, best in show at Westminster. The woman knows her stuff. I got to show four girls to her on Friday 
And my puppy, Jinkies, got second in her 9 to 12 class. Dami, my training dog, got first in her American bred class. Sonnet got made the cut in like a 30, 30 bitch open bitch class. She made the cut. So that was cool. And then Hex was in as a veteran. And of course, for those of you who don't know, most of you I know do, Hex has one eye. She has had one eye since spring of 2018. And so it was, we were in there and we're showing and, and it's really fun to show Hex at the national because A, she loves to show. B, especially in veterans, everybody, because yeah, everybody claps for the veterans when they move. So she likes that. And because she's Hex and she's probably one of the few dogs there that everybody knows exactly who she is, thanks to the eye. <laughs> she, and she's kind of a celebrity. She gets a lot of applause. And if her good buddy Anita Oberg is there watching, then she gets a whole lot of applause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we are in veterans and she pulls us out for a cut. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I made the cut under Pat Trotter, right? Like, that's awesome. And then she had us sit in second. And then she switched us around and she put us up in first. We won. And it's, and I'm not kidding. The, <laughs> the, the veteran bitches at Sammy Nationals this year, the 8 to 10, the 10 to 12, and the 12 and up. I mean, you want to talk about a beautiful assortment of animals. I mean, just beautiful representatives of the breed that don't look their age at all. To win that class under a judge like that. But it gets better. It gets better. So Is we it? are. Yes. So first of all, she goes to hand me the ribbon and she says, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. And I said, don't worry, this isn't her first win here at the National. And she's like, oh, good, because she's lovely. And then <laughs> I'm getting pictures taken. And she says, well, you know, she really should be competitive in best of breed on, you know, when you do best of breed. So from Pat Trotter to say that about my little dog, that's pretty great. But then it gets better. That's not even the best part. <laughs> so that night, Pat Trotter is at dinner, and she is joined by Marty Ward Fanning. And for those of you who don't know, not only is Marty a judge, I don't know if she's all breed, but I know she judges a lot of dogs. But her parents wrote, literally wrote the book on the Samiad, the new complete Samiad that her parents wrote that book. She's in the book. She's been in the breed her entire life, literally. Yeah. So Pat and Marty are talking at dinner. And you know what one of the topics of conversation was at dinner? Mm, that one-eyed Samoyed? That one-eyed Samoyed. And Marty is telling her <laughs> about all the other stuff that Hex has done. And she's like, well, you know, she's a champion in obedience and agility and rally. And she's like, and then Pat's like, well, she's a really nice dog. She should be competitive and best of breed. My dog. Why not? Yeah. It's always so a good that, feeling. That was a good feeling to know that. Yeah. Mark told me that the next day. And I was like, huh. You know, so even though we were not. Maybe you do know what you're doing. I, sometimes. Um, we were not. This <laughs> year, there was no love. But that's okay. Hex got to show, be a junior's dog for a girl and doing her first time in junior showmanship. And then she got to do peewees oh. with another girl. And she loves that stuff. And then she got to go in to veterans and get clapped for, and go in the best of breed ring and get clapped for. So, I mean, we're in at the, we're in the ring at the end of the day for best of breed. Did we get a ribbon? No. Would it have been yeah. nice? But we were there. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, that's, you know, you can't, when you're in that kind of crowd, like, 
there were, I believe, 169 or something like that, 170 champions entered in best of breed. Yeah. Plus you have the wet, the winners of the three veteran dog classes and the three veteran pit, bitch classes. And then we have a working dog and a working bitch class and plus winners, dog winners, bitch. So, you know, there's a lot of quality animals that you're sharing the ring with. And, well, yeah. you know, so in there at the end, that's, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. I did yeah, that again. Your specialty, no less. <laughs> that's, so that's, you I would say you had a pretty uh, a pretty long week, but I would say that was a pretty uh, pretty damn good week of results wise. Definitely, definitely. And then I showed a team of dogs that half of them didn't know me. That's four dogs at once, by the way. And uh, um, I didn't fall down. <laughs> I, <laughs> Didn't you could tell that we hadn't had a chance to practice? We'd had a plan, and then the schedule had to get changed due to some issues that should have been, should not have been made the way it was. And so we had a plan, and the plan went kablooey. And so I had actually Raz was really good, and Kraken was really good. Kraken doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, but she just trotted along and did her job. Dami was like, "This is the most exciting thing we've ever done." And was trying to go three times faster than everybody else. And then poor Toasty, who doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, also came into season the day before. So she, all she wanted was her mom. She was like, this is a terrible right. idea. I'm sad. <laughs> Please give me back to my mom. And so, right. um, yeah. So uh, the fact that I had Toasty just kind of, she kept changing places, trying to find the best angle to get to her mom. And Dami was like, come on, let's go. And she was like, you know, chariots of fire charging around the ring and, and Dami and her Raz and Kraken are just like, well, we're, okay, this is the job. We'll do our thing. It was, and my friend Gary also showed a team and he, that was his first time. And his dogs actually looked like they practiced because, well, they had. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Like that's one of the things that's cool about the national is, is you get to do that kind of stuff, you know, where else do you get to see right. one person showing four Sammies at once and wondering whether or not they're going to die, you know? So <laughs> that's a good time. And then, and then the other thing that was cool, I had a goal for 2022 because we do our awards banquet is for the year before, right? Cause we only have our one yeah. big annual get together. So for 2021, I had two of the top three obedient Sammies and so I was like, okay, 2022 is the only time I'm going to have three dogs of my own probably doing obedience. So I made it a goal to have the three top obedience Sammies, and I did. I made it. So I had Hex was number one, Pepper was number two, and Sonnet was number three. So that was right. That was pretty cool. And our president actually took a moment at the awards banquet to honor Hex just for the fact that she is the first and currently only obedience rally and agility champion sammy and breed history so and she that is really cool that, that was pretty nice so yeah that was fun and then i made it back home and much caffeine was ingested <laughs> my Heart was a little cool. fuzzy <laughs> around the edges like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know I didn't hear from you for a few days after uh, after you got back, so uh, I'm glad you made it back in one piece. Uh, all right, so let, let's let's have a let's have a separate discussion here 
other than all the good stuff here, because you mentioned one thing that really kind of spawned the thought of my process. What do you think about bitches in season showing for agility, rally, obedience? Because even in confirmation, they can show, right? Yes, in confirmation, they can show. Um, yes. I will be honest with you and understand that I'm coming from a horse background where mm-hmm. it's much more dangerous to have mares and heat in the ring with stallions. And there's absolutely no rule about it, which is right. good because mares cycle like people. So they come in heat every 28 days. So sure. you would be ne- you'd never be able to show a mare. They'd be useless as a, as a show horse. Um, right, right. And also keep in mind that even though currently I own girls, I used to show boys um and i will tell you that i wish that we didn't have to pull for girls in season i think it's i have trained multiple dogs to continue functioning and do their job around girls in season um absolutely i think that it's an important skill for dogs to learn and if you if you do obedience or rally at any venue that uses a big super that also does all breed shows, I guarantee you that the mats that your dog is showing on have had girls in season bleeding all over them at some point or another. Then the smell is there. Absolutely. So in my opinion, what I would love to see, especially in things like rally and in things like um, open and really every class, except for novice now in obedience, the dogs don't go in the ring together. It's one at a time. So I would love to see the, girls be able to show in pants or even do like they do in agility. Like I'd love to see an agility kind of do like you do in Europe where the bitches in season go at the end and you can put your little rock down or whatever that you lead out from Heck, I'd even happily run my girl in pants. I know some girls don't like it, but I would, you know, just so you don't have any extraneous dripping or whatever, like that would be fine with me. Um, Right. Absolutely. And I guess, if you're not, and I understand why people don't want to, and I, but there's a couple things. And first of all, there are people that cheat because they want the standings, you know, they want, especially if they're in a really competitive breed or whatever. And they have, obviously I can't really hide it on my dogs because if they bleed at all, <laughs> it's going to be very obvious on the white fur. But if you have something right. with, her, with a darker furry butt, you know, and yep. they, if they don't, they don't have a lot of discharge. You can you could get away with it. I mean, if you don't have a dog with hair, it's very obvious, but you know, you could get away with it. And so I think it would even the playing field, so at least, okay, if those girls are gonna be there and doing stuff anyway, at least now they're not dripping all over the place. You know, at least they're in pants and it's contained. Um exactly. The other thing, if you're not gonna if you're not going to let them show, and I, I've gotten crap for showing bitches in season and confirmation by people showing boys. You're like, well, my boy won't bait now. He's just whining. And I'm like, well, I don't, I can't get my money back for this. Like the rules say I can show my girl. So sure. why would I eat an entry fee so that your dog isn't whining? Like, that's right, not fair. Right. You're going to pay my money, my entry fee back? Like, <laughs> Right, exactly. You know? One thing well, I not to mention is, that you know you pulling your you pulling your bitch in season throws the major possibly potentially yeah I mean or you know even if it's in the special ring well okay now maybe if your dog goes best to breed that's fewer grand champion points your dog gets or something or right or best right. up you know what I mean so I 
I understand. And it can be hard. And I've definitely shown plenty of boys when they're around bitches in season and are having issues. Sure. I'm not right. saying it, but I'm sort of like, hmm. but the other thing I wish that clubs would do is if, if you're not going to allow, continue to not allow bitches in season to compete in performance events, then I wish it was a little easier to get your money back. Some places are really easy. Some places like, Hey, my girl's in season. Yes. Okay, here you go. But right. then there's the places that require a vet note or it has to be so long before the trial starts or whatever. And I guess my feelings are if I enter a show, I want to compete. I'm not entering Absolutely. just because I have extra money floating around that I want to flush down the toilet. What's you know, extra, What's extra money? I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, I, I wish I could just say, hey, my girl's in season. And they're like, okay, great. Here's your money back. Because that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying you're never going to have somebody that fakes it because they're like, oh man, I entered and she's just stupid and I don't want to deal with it. I mean, we're real people, right? Like somebody's going to push that. It's it's in human nature to exploit weaknesses in policy. Right. But I don't think it's going to happen very often because like I say, if you're, if you're entering, it's because you want to show, not because right. you want to pull and sit home. So, right, exactly. what I wish is if you're not going to let girls in season compete, that basically any time that they come into season after closing, up to you know the day you know right before. I mean, I literally had Pepper one time. <laughs> literally, I pulled her out of the crate to take her potty before she was supposed to go in the ring, and that's when she was in season. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, and cause I just think if you're not, you know, why not? Cause all you're going to do is encourage people, I think, to try to get around it one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's like I say, I wish they could compete at least in pants, at least. And not everybody would choose to, cause some of them, you know, just have trouble keeping it together when they're in season and it's just not worth it, but it would be nice if that was an option, you know, I don't know. Right. Well, I'm in, I'm in full agreement with you. I, I think, you know, if they can do it in confirmation, which to me is a performance of some aspect, it's not an athletic performance necessarily, but I do think that like in agility for UKI, you know, the uh, facility depending of course, because that's how the premium's written that they should be able to, uh, they should be able to compete. And honestly, the amount of UKI trials that I've been to, I'd never know. I'd never know if they were in heat. I, my guys just don't care, you know, and I'm fortunate for that. I may not be lucky down the line, but for the time being, I, I am fortunate that my boys don't care if there's a girl in heat, but I, there needs to be special exceptions for girls in heat, such as, like you said, they run them in pants or mm-hmm. have them sit on the mat or even better, get rid of the table um, for standard. Yeah. Um, I didn't say that out loud again. Uh, but anyway, um, but like for UKI, the big events, like let's just say we don't take it down to the local events. Let's just say, and this is what really I think stirs the pot more than anything else is that girls get that unlucky break where they've been great all season. They're qualified. They're, they're kicking butt out there in the ring. And then all of a sudden national shows up and Oh, Hey, guess what? You're mm-hmm. screwed. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Cause well, you're in the season. Mother nature said no. And I think that is 
really unfair because all that money you just spent on qualifying and kicking butt is gone. Right. That's it. And the other thing to think about is, you know, if we punish people for using breedable girls in performance events, where do you breed your next round of your best performance dogs? I mean, I actually was just reading an article about horses and they were talking about how the quality of a foal its performance potential or whatever, the higher the quality, the quality of the mayor actually had more to do with the success of the foal than the quality of the stallion. And I don't know if that's true in dogs, but I do know that if you go, well, gee, this one isn't good enough to do anything with. So we'll breed her or all this thing did. And I, I do confirmation, but there's dogs that do confirmation and do a little bit of everything. And there's dogs that all they know how to do is stand in the ring and look cute. And that's not testing. There's nothing wrong. I mean, confirmation is great, but that's not testing the dog's trainability, the dog's ability to perform under pressure to, to very high of an extent. There is still performance that has to happen and whatever. And there's certainly dogs that sparkle more than others in the breed ring. But if you really have your next generation of great performance dogs, then you, you want to make sure that, it's realistic to perform at a high level with your girl and still leave her breedable, you know? Right. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. It, it sucks. And that's one reason why I have not kept the female uh, from my one breeding that I've done. And I mean, next year I'm looking at getting a female puppy next year mm-hmm. and I'm going to be faced with that. And then that comes down to, do I support AKC with my money or do I pick a venue that is willing to, you know, to look the other way about, you know, right. it's just in season at that point and support that aspect. And, you know, at the end of the day, do I want to compete all year long, qualify for nationals and then go last second going, well, that was a, it was a good run, um, but we're, we are precluded now by mother nature. Exactly. And for me, like, because I do enough different stuff with my dogs and because up until this summer, usually my dogs are pretty um, regular. And so I can plan. The nice thing is I can go, well, they're probably going to be in season. So I can either take this time off or I can go do confirmation now, or they're not going to be in coat now. So this is a good time to go find some agility and obedience trials or whatever. And I don't do most of the big national events, but I am going to the invitational this year. So I sure as heck hope that, I mean, she shouldn't come into season, but I hope she doesn't shouldn't. make a liar out of me. Knock on wood. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, oh, it, gosh. It, or like I've been fortunate. I've never had a girl. Well, that I had entered in the national and my national specialty come into season and not be able to do the performance stuff. And, right. you know, that would be a big fat bummer for me if I couldn't go. I mean, and I know that's part of, I know that's part of the deal with girls too, yeah. but it's like, man, you know, if there was either make it a little easier to show them or at least make it easier to get your money back when you can't show them, it would, right, right. you know, it would help, I think. But it would be interesting to see what our listeners have to say about this because I'm sure it's a rather, I'm guessing it's going to be a rather heated divide. I predict. It, it is. <laughs> I saw I saw something on Facebook about, well, would you rather have an increase in the entry fee for bitches in season and 
I think that got a very resounding no. Why? Why? Why would we punish the uh, punish the owners just because they chose to have a female over a male? Yeah. Well, you have to have two to keep the species alive. So why, it doesn't work, unfortunately. Boys can't populate boys. Right. They are not frogs. They don't switch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, 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 indeed. But oh well. I mean. Right now, we live in a world where it's very hard to have a girl and be in that competitive mindset because you don't know when uh, you don't know when that season's going to come up and if it's going to be that inconvenient time and what's going to happen. How are they going to feel? Because that's a lot of hormones there. Yep. Well, it is, and I've been fortunate for the most part. Like my girls, well, it depends. Like Hex, I mean, Hex is perfect, right? So she's, you know, she was maybe <laughs> just a little bit less focused but she was still she was still like as far as training her living with her all that other stuff she um you know there really wasn't that much of a change like she's a dog that could have competed in season and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal um right i will tell you sonnet um the last time she came into season um not the not this summer but the time before i right before she came into season i had her entered in um some obedience trials and she did i mean it's not that she didn't do okay but boy, she was on the struggle bus and you could tell. And I was sort of going, <laughs> okay, mental though, do not enter her in performance events. When I mean, I knew she was close. Like I knew when I entered that show that it was going to be right on the line as to whether or not right. she was going to, you know, make whether or not she's going to be able to actually show. And it was hard on her. Like I wouldn't do that to her again if I knew, you know. So it just kind of depends on the dog. And that's the thing. Like, I think people that are going, oh, my gosh, we'd be overrun with bitches in season and performance events. Well, there's plenty of girls that really are. You're just better off not anyway. So. Right, right. Well, and, you know, even though we can't prove it, we know that there are people who do enter their girls in heat at agility events because I've had mm-hmm. friends that message me going, Oh my God, my male cannot keep his nose out of the ground and somebody's in heat there. I can't prove it, but I know somebody's in heat. Well, maybe if we knew and we put them at the end, then you could work around it. But yeah, I mean, right now, yeah, it sucks. Right. I think it's so much easier. Like that's the other thing for guys out there, people with boy dogs out there that are going, Oh my gosh, well, the other thing is girls that have a UTI or some sort of vaginitis or something right. can sometimes be just as um, exciting for a boy as a girl in season. Right. And so boys actually can be a really excellent indicator sometimes that your girl's having a problem before she exhibits any other symptoms. So, you know, so I will say that, that I do, I, I do know that people fudge it when they can. Some, some people will. But I also know there sure. are other reasons boys will come up to the start line and be like, oh, my gosh, this smells so good. <laughs> nothing to do with girls being in season. So there is that as well. You know, Hex is so Indeed. sexy that she often boys flirt with her big time and sniff and all that <laughs> stuff. And she hasn't had a uterus in five years. So, you know. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just exude it. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, when you got it, you got it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so. You got it, flaunt it. Uh-huh. And she does. She does. She flaunts it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, well. Uh, so yeah, so I think that I think that's pretty good. Uh, pretty conclusion. Good, pretty good conclusion on the uh, in in season thing. We'll see what uh, love to see what listeners think. Uh, definitely give us a shout. Let us know what you think. Um, no, no right, no wrong answers. Just thoughts to how to improve and what we have as a situation now. Right. Well, and, you know, also, as long as we're talking about national events, you know, hey, did you compete in the AKC Agility League? Tell us what you thought. Hey, did you go to a national specialty in recent history? Talk, you know, it's, we're covering all the bases tonight. So, you know, share what you think. And <laughs> you know us, short and sweet. Exactly. We're really, yeah. you know, brevity is our, is our strong suit. So, you know, tell us about it. You got a funny national story. You got you got a cool moment that you'd like to share. Um, you know, we like we like cool moments. We like to laugh with you when things are funny, and we like cool moments when when they're cool. So, you know, share that kind of stuff too. So, absolutely. Well, I think uh, I think for the time being, I think that does us for the uh, for the night. And I guess until next time, see you out there in the training, and you have a good time out there training. Okay.